Hello and welcome to episode 57 of ERRX. This week we discuss a recently published article from the Journal of Emergency Medicine entitled High-Dose Nitroglycerin Bolus for Sympathetic Crashing Acute Pulmonary Edema, a Prospective Observational Pilot Study. Hypertensive acute heart failure is associated with an increase in afterload and a decrease in venous capacitance, which shifts fluids into the pulmonary circulation. A severe form of hypertensive acute heart failure is sympathetic crashing acute pulmonary edema, or SCAPE, which is also known as flash pulmonary edema. Patients with SCAPE have a rapid onset and progression of respiratory symptoms and hallmark sympathetic surge leading to vasoconstriction and increased afterload. Given the hyperacute presentation, rapid identification and treatment in the ER is a must to prevent symptomatic worsening and subsequent intubation. The use of vasodilators and non-invasive positive pressure ventilation has been described in the literature as a treatment for scape in the ER. Vasodilators work by reducing preload and afterload to relieve pulmonary congestion. In this case, nitroglycerin is the vasodilator of choice. Remember that lower doses, those of less than 50 to 100 mics per minute, of IV nitroglycerin mostly affect veins and higher doses, those above around 100 mics per minute and more, are needed to hit the arteries. In the setting of SCAPE, we need higher doses, those between 50 to even up to 250 mics per minute, to dilate the arteries and reduce afterload. Along with nitroglycerin, non-invasive ventilation is highly recommended for acute pulmonary edema and should be used in conjunction with high-dose nitroglycerin to reduce preload and afterload, improve symptoms, and prevent intubation. In this prospective observational study out of India, the authors developed a SCAPE treatment protocol that included high-dose nitroglycerin and non-invasive ventilation, and then they assessed the feasibility and the safety of that protocol. They defined SCAPE as an acute onset of dyspnea, tachypnea, hypertension, hypoxia, bilateral crepitations, and then diaphoresis, tachycardia, and agitation that's usually associated with sympathetic surge. Patients were then started on non-invasive ventilation with inspiratory pressures of 12 and expiratory pressures of 6, titrating by 2 if needed, and then proceeding with intubation if this failed. If patients were uncomfortable on the non-invasive ventilation, the protocol allowed for fentanyl or morphine boluses as needed. At the same time, patients were given a nitroglycerin bolus between 600 and 1,000 micrograms, depending on their blood pressure, and they were then started on a nitroglycerin infusion at 100 mics per minute. Notice the use of a bolus dose and the relatively high starting rate of nitroglycerin. In this setting, starting at our usual angina or heart failure exacerbation dose of 10 to 20 mics per minute is not even close to enough. The nitroglycerin was then titrated by 20 mics per minute every 10 minutes until there was a trend in decreasing blood pressures, and it was continued until resolution of symptoms. In patients who improved, the nitroglycerin infusion was reduced and they were given their home antihypertensives, or they were started on antihypertensives in the ER. In this case, they used an ARB. For a visual, I'll post the full protocol onto ERRXpodcast.com and the ERRX Podcast Instagram page. They enrolled patients who were greater than 18 years old who met the diagnosis of SCAPE. Patients were excluded if they required intubation or CPR, if they had a contraindication to nitroglycerin, or if they had ACS. 
The protocol was stopped if patients developed bradycardia, new-onset chest pain, or new neurologic deficits. In the end, they enrolled 25 patients. Remember, this was a small pilot study. The mean age was 44 years, and about half of the patients were male. The most frequent comorbidities were hypertension in 76% of patients, CKD in 60% of patients, and diabetes in 40% of patients. Non-invasive ventilation was started as per protocol, and six patients reached the maximum inspiratory pressure of 16 and expiratory pressure of 10. The mean nitroglycerin bolus was 872 micrograms, and the maximum rate of infusion required was 200 micrograms per minute. There was no incidence of hypotension with the bolus dose, but two patients did develop hypotension with the continuous infusion that was responsive to a fluid bolus. Impressively, only one out of the 25 patients required intubation, with the rest of the 24 patients discharging home. Despite the limitations of having low numbers and being a single-center pilot study, the authors concluded that the use of a standard SCAPE protocol resulted in rapid resolution of symptoms and was well-tolerated. They stand by their nitroglycerin dosing scheme using a bolus followed by a continuous infusion starting at 100 mics per minute. There are other ways of administering nitroglycerin. For example, in another study, they withheld the bolus dose and just started a nitroglycerin infusion at 400 mics per minute and then reduced the dose by 50 mics per minute every 5 minutes as tolerated. Other authors recommend giving 400 mics per minute for 2 minutes, then titrating back to 100 mics per minute. Whichever way you do it, remember that doses tend to be pretty high. In terms of the loading dose, Others have given 0.5 to 2 milligrams, yes, milligrams, IV boluses every 3 to 5 minutes, with some starting a nitroglycerin infusion after the bolus and others just using bolus dosing as needed. All these high doses can potentially make some providers, pharmacists, and nurses uncomfortable, and understandably so. But as long as you have the correct diagnosis, and as long as you're at the bedside frequently monitoring your patient, you should see very rapid improvement with the ability to wean the nitroglycerin off pretty quickly with a very low risk of hypotension. You may be asking yourself why diuretics aren't included in this protocol. A good thing to remember is that in the setting of SCAPE, most patients are uvolemic and sometimes even hypovolemic, and they usually don't need IV diuretics in the acute management phase in the ER. In conclusion, remember that SCAPE requires immediate recognition and treatment. Starting non-invasive ventilation with high-dose nitroglycerin has been shown to lead to better outcomes and less intubation with very low risks of hypotension. Following a protocol like the one discussed in this article could help you manage these patients in your own practice. As always, thank you so much for your time. Please remember to share this podcast with a medical nerd in your family, and please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Amazon Music, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Remember, subscribing is free and you'll get automatic updates anytime a new episode is released. See my show notes on how to do this. <laughs>